The views expressed on Geeks and Beats are those of the participants alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of their employers. I am about halfway through this martini, so the views expressed might not even be my own. <laughs> you know what I have here? I was in Edmonton. Uh, speaking engagement last week, and at the airport they have uh, something a place called Flights of Wine, which is actually a pretty good liquor store. And in that store they had uh, Kai Vodka, K-A-I, which is a Vietnamese vodka distilled from rice. So it's uh, dangerously close to soju. Yes, which we know already you basically find yourself on the floor if you've had a bottle. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you think tequila is bad, you haven't tried soju. Um, so I've got a, a glass of that with me here tonight, and uh, I see a little well, there's a dog dancing at my feet. So anyway. Wh- which one is this? Because you've got, you've, got, you've got the dog, and then you've got the mini-me version of, what is this, a, a bulldog? What, what do you have? Uh, no, no, Eng- English Bull Terrier. English Bull Terrier. Yeah, Schmooze is up on the couch as Squirt is down here in the studio. And after supper, she likes to twirl like a ballerina tw- uh, chasing her tail. That's exactly what she's doing. So if you hear a little bit of uh, nails on uh, on floor, that's that's her. We could have just told people it was you typing on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's a, it's a crazy bull terrier. That we're, actually, we have to go to the vet and try and get some... Uh, she's got ADHD. Now, she's a puppy. <laughs> of course she's got ADHD. Well, yeah. And, but my, my, my wife is, is, is not real happy with this, so she's actually talked to the vet about finding some sort of doggy riddle in... Oh, man. Yeah, the animal does go uh, go berserk sometimes. The other one's really mellow. This one's just... Yeah, and probably looking at the new one going, Ugh, did we really need another? Why did you do this to me? Exactly. Yes. From the headquarters of Geeks and Beats magazine, simulcast on shortwave radio and Citizens Band 14, this is the world's most popular podcast with Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth, featuring musical guest Sting. How to get the chicks? We look at the science, sort of, behind the six-string guitar. No stairway. Denied. Amazon's Echo gives Apple's Siri a run for her money and ends up running circles around her for 200 bucks a pop. Meanwhile, get ready to spend $5,000 if you want an Apple Watch that doesn't look like a swatch from the 1980s. On this week's Ask Alan Anything, we find out why much music doesn't play much music. And the dirty deed that wasn't done dirt cheap. Why ACDC's drummer isn't out of heavy metal chains just yet, but we really don't know where he's going. And now, Alan Cross. Michael Hainsworth. I am fascinated by this, and I wish I had known this in high school, but apparently, if I had just taken up guitar, maybe I would have gotten the chicks. Did you take any music lessons as a kid? I played piano, and then when I hit high school, I realized how uncool piano sounded, so I took keyboards. <laughs> I've got you beat. You know what my first instrument was? You and Josh Schmengi. I played the accordion. I can see it too. Yeah. No, I, I was trying to be the good son. come from Ukrainian stock, and my parents thought that maybe maybe you should take up an instrument, and maybe it should be just like your cousin Gladys. And she plays the accordion. Wouldn't you like to be like your cousin Gladys? And me, <laughs> not knowing any better, said, okay. 
So uh, I had uh, I had two accordions over the course of my lifetime, one mini one and then one Titano 120 bass three reed machine. I know all of those words, just not in that order. I know, I know, I know. And I took, I think I went up to grade eight in, in accordion. Oh, man. I played in festivals. I played. <laughs> Do you still have one? No. I uh, I played in an accordion orchestra. W- was it a roving gang of accordion players who would go through the neighborhood? It does sound kind of weird, but no. It, it, can you imagine uh, 25 dudes, and they're almost always dudes. Well, of course they were always dudes, except for your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all in a room together. It, it was a proper orchestra in, in the sense that each accordion, was, the, the, the accordions were divided into sections. So, you know, here was your section, much like, you know, you would have the, the, the string section in a proper orchestra. And then here would be the uh, the brass section, but it would be with accordions on a different setting. And and we we played accordion stuff. That's nerdtastic. Oh, man. This is off the scale when it comes to nerdy. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. Nine out of ten Britons say they find someone who plays the guitar instantly sexy, according to the Mail Online. And as we know, the Daily Mail is really more referred to as the Daily Fail. Well, listen, that's one of the biggest websites in the world. You know that, right? That is true. And what they're saying here, and I looked at this and I thought, my God, there's a scientific study here that says that playing the guitar makes you more attractive to women. But if you look at it, it's typical of what the Brits do. They conduct these surveys, and then they present these surveys as either scientific fact or something that is, um, you know, earth-shattering, earth-changing. So this is nothing more than, 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 than a survey, and, and they asked a bunch of people, and, they, and it turns out that 9 out of 10 people who respond to the survey say that they find who, anyone who plays the guitar instantly sexy. And then they go a little bit deeper and they say a quarter of the UK's population openly admit to dating somebody purely because they can play guitar. We have no idea of sample size. We have no idea of of, of, uh, methodology. We have no idea of how they quantified everything. All we know is that they say that you can be more attractive to women by a factor of up to 90% by learning how to play the guitar. I think I know why this is. It was sponsored by eBay in the UK. I pulled up the UK version of eBay. Guess how many entries there are for guitars for sale? Oh, it must be thousands. Half a million. (laughs) Guess how many entries there are for the accordion? Did you look that up? 14,000. Well, that's better than I thought. Well, yeah, but by far and large, it looks like you're better off with a guitar. A quarter of the UK's population, 25%, openly admit to dating someone purely because they can play guitar. Yeah. And one third of men across the UK have tried to impress someone by learning how to play a riff or two. Yeah. What is interesting here is that Scottish women apparently are most drawn towards guitar players, more than half. You really went deep into this. You, I, I'm, I'm impressed you actually went behind the scenes and did a little bit of digging, as opposed to my superficial analysis of the situation. One of my most scarring memories as a teen was um, the Neil McNeil Hooley. The what? Exactly. Uh, it was basically the, the annual talent competition slash variety show. And Ray Badana and I uh, were part of a band, and he wanted to in- enter us into the, the competition. And we had missed the deadline. It was round two. It was sort of the weeding out process. And we begged and pleaded for a shot. And at the last moment, he chickened out. Our guitar player playing Pour Some Sugar on Me. (laughs) Bail. Break it up, pour some 
I barely knew the song on keys, let alone singing it. And I ended up having to substitute, made a total fool of myself in front of all of the girls who had come over from the girls' school down the street. What kind of keyboard were you playing? It was a Casio, of course. I was in high school. (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, what a disaster. It was a Casio CZ-1, however, which was the closest Casio got to a professional grade keyboard. Oh, what a disaster. And and you sang? Oh, it, it was it was horrific. Uh, no, I barely knew the lyrics. I got through the first verse and the chorus, and then after that I was screwed, and basically the everything just sort of petered out, and they, they rang the gong kind of thing, and all the girls laughed, and it took me like 10 years to get over it. Uh, yeah, I had a high school battle of the band situation, something like that, but... With an accordion? No, 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 no. By then, I had switched to drums. <laughs> Smart move. I'd actually sold my accordion to buy more drums. I think I got $150 for it. Really? Yeah, and I bought a cymbal or something. Some, somebody in Brandon, Manitoba bought it, I, and they asked me to ship it by Greyhound. I couldn't put that thing on the bus fast enough. So, if you increase your attractiveness to females by 90% by picking up the guitar, for someone like me in high school, it wouldn't have helped anyway, because 90% more than zero is still zero. Yeah. Apparently, the women in the article had said that the reason why they were big on guys who played guitars is because they believe they were, quote, good with their hands. I don't think they're thinking this through. I don't think so either. I tell you, there's a lot of coordination required to play the accordion because not only do you have to use both (laughs) hands and the fingers on both hands. Yeah, way to sell the accordion. Yeah. Listen, you need bellows control. Tell you, there's 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 a and then you can sit down, you can stand up. I mean, there's this. Listen, there's a certain there's there's a lot of skill involved with the uh, with the squeeze box. Yeah, the thing is, is you got the calluses and all that nonsense. Forget about it. You know what? You might be better off. You get a bad back. (laughs) You might be better off just using your iPhone. Do you see this article posted on geeksandbeats.com? No. What's this? Singing competitions? You know, your own website? Uh, no. Singing competitions (laughs) are coming to your phone. Uh, The guy behind Beats by Dr. Dre, David Hyman, is launching an app in the new year called Chosen. And this guy was involved, you know, you, you got your voice, the America's Got Talent, and all that kind of nonsense. He's come up with an app that basically allows you to do that TV show, but on your phone, and it's you. Hmm. I think there are several other apps that kind of combine this concept with karaoke, but I've never seen anything this ambitious. He's raised five million bucks. That's ambitious. It is very. So he thinks, so it's going to be an online... Shoot with your iPhone, a video of you playing your guitar solo and trying to impress the chicks, upload it, and I guess, and we don't really know that much about it, admittedly, but uh, Chosen.fm is the website. They won't launch until next year, but you can actually uh, send your YouTube video submission, uh, and it has to be a single take. It can't be a fully produced thing. Huh. So you sit down in front of a, a webcam... 
uh, rip one off and... I think you need to buy yourself on eBay one of those accordions and get into it. Listen, I tell you, uh, there won't be a lot of competition in the accordion category. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Geeks and Beats on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Bell Media Radio Network. One of the craptastic mugs of the world's most popular podcast and support the show. You too can use the power of science to hold liquids, both hot or cold. Visit geeksandbeats.com today. So you found a new gadget. Have you seen this Amazon thing? I've seen this. It's the Amazon Echo. And I don't know why you want to drop 200 bucks when you already spent a fair bit of coin on that new iPhone 6. It's basically Siri in a sphere. Yeah, but this thing would sit in the middle of the room and you could yell at it and it would yell things back at you. One of the neat things about the Amazon Echo is even if it's playing music at the time, it mix minuses the music so that it can still hear you tell it to do things. So you don't need to shout. Mix minusing it? Is that what you, that's what it's called? Well, that's what I thought it was called, where, where it recognizes that it's pumping out music and then it will subtract that music so that it can figure out what's actually still going on in the room. But it, it you can ask it questions, you can do all sorts of things with it, but it doesn't seem to be that much different than what you can already do with Siri. Here, l- let's let's play an example of, of one of the things that it says it can do. Dad, how do you spell cantaloupe? Uh, cantaloupe. C-A-N-T. Alexa, how do you spell cantaloupe? Cantaloupe is spelled C-A-N-T-A-L-O-U-P-E. Good job. Now let me try this with Siri. Siri, how do you spell cantaloupe? Let me have a look. The answer is cantaloupe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit weak there, Siri. All right, Amazon one, Apple zero. <laughs> but this is, you know, it's kind of cool because it's it looks like a big, ta- big pepper grinder, right? Yeah. I requested an invitation, so maybe I'll get a chance to buy one. And, uh, I, and listen, I put this on the kitchen counter. I would put this in, in on on top of the uh, the table in the in the breakfast nook. And uh, say, hey, Siri, what's uh, the weather going to be like today? Or, or, you know, Siri, where's the stupid dog? You know, that kind of stuff. Well, you could, you could call it Siri. That's the neat thing about it is that you give it a name and it will wait until you say the name of your particular Echo. All right. What, mm. So you could call it Siri and then you could confuse Siri because Siri has a uh, Hey Siri feature. That's right. Okay. So I've already messed it up. Oh, see. I don't understand feature. See, there you go. If you just shout into your into your iPhone, in the direction of your iPhone, hey, Siri, it will wake up and you can just keep talking. Hmm. For what time shall I set your alarm today? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure what you said. Yeah, something tells me 200 bucks might be a good spend. <laughs> it might be. It does look pretty cool and uh, I'm sure would be... I'm sure we would get tired of it very quickly, but you should go to the uh, the website and watch the video, and you can see what sort of things you can do with it. I would like to get one of these things for my parents, keep them company. <laughs> Have them talk to some disembodied voice? Yeah. You know, we can give it a, a cute name and say, uh, what time do I take my pills? And it would tell you. 
Well, that's the thing. You can actually tie it not just into your grocery list, but also into your calendar and all of that kind of stuff as well. The the critics are saying that this is just Amazon's thin edge to the wedge to, to, to get into your kitchen or your living room so that it'll give you yet one more way to spend money. Of course. That's what Amazon is all about. Well, have, clear, clearly you're not spending enough money. Have you seen how much money they lose? Well, no, that's true. But it's all about customer service. Ask Jeff Bezos. He will tell you that it's all about the customer experience and the share price will take care of itself. Yes, eventually. The stock's trading something, what, 400 times forward earnings? Something like that. It's not... Sorry, I just geeked out. No, on no, I understand. I've been... I I, I do not hold any Amazon stock... Um, because I'm waiting for it to actually turn a profit. I got a better idea. Instead of dropping $200 on an Amazon Echo, why don't you spend $5,000 on a new Apple Watch? It does so many cool little thingies. You can share your heartbeat for some reason. You can try looking at pictures on a one-inch screen. You can buy five in a row and watch them dance. You can thumb something down or up. You can even set the date, just like a regular watch. Oh, it's got maps on it. Kind of like the phone you already have. Can it tell time? Yes. Do you have to charge it every night? Yes. Just like a regular watch. I am a watch person. We have talked about this. In fact, I'm going to the Caribbean, a very big duty-free island in four weeks. And I will once again be tempted by an IWC Portuguese, uh, which I will then declined to purchase. Well, I'm sorry. What What is that? Oh, it's a very fine Swiss automatic watch. Oh, I thought it was a sandwich. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, it's a very fine watch. And you can probably, you know, here in Canada, uh, somewhere around 8000 maybe $9,000 uh, in the Caribbean, if you get it, you know, if you, if you dicker around a little bit, probably 4300 4500 US. Which is a really good deal if you're into high-end watches, but uh, at, at this point in my life, I'm not interested in spending $5,000 on a watch. Now, okay, l let's back up here, though, because the Apple Watch, which is coming out this spring, is expected to be about three hundred dollars to $500. But if you want the gold-plated top shelf edition that will be up to five thousand dollars 18 karat gold case all right so let's just look at this for a second so if you want the cheap one the 350 dollars one you're basically buying a an apple swatch right <laughs> yes okay and up from there you get a more uh a high-end band uh the case would be of a different material um, and then you can go all the way up until you get some white gold or, or, or 24 karat or 18 karat gold uh, with the casing. And that would be a, a, a um, that would be your fashion statement. And I, you know, I'm not surprised at this because one of the people that Apple hired to help them launch the watch and wearables in general is Angela, Ar uh, I can never pronounce her last Aaron's. name. Aaron's. Aaron's, uh, who used to work at Burberry. And she took Burberry from this frumpy British label into something really high-end and high fashion. So uh, they've got a, a fashion professional there looking at these watches. I just can't imagine an electronic watch doubling as jewelry, doubling as a status symbol on your wrist for people who just want to watch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's a little bit different if you, you know, you got a Hublot, you've got a, you know, Audemars uh, Piguet, you've got a, a, a Bauman Mercier. You know, these are all really expensive watches. And, and it's jewelry. And what makes... It, them so expensive is the intricate mechanical movements uh, that that allow it to do things from you know everything from tell the time and date to you know phases of the moon. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for that that fantastic miniaturized workmanship. 
uh, and, and not a computer on your wrist. If you want to know more about this, just go to geeksandbeats.com. Our uh, writer, Shane Alexander, has got a full uh, write-up on this. Mm, not to investigate. I mean, we're probably talking, what, uh, May for next year, I think? Most likely. Okay. Run the rest of the road warriors into a ditch of envy with your miracle travel mug of traveling. Or make the kid who takes your coffee order swoon with lust over your sporty G&B fall jacket. Visit geeksandbeats.com slash swag and open your wallet today. Time now for a Geeks and Beats update. London, Bangkok, New York, Cincinnati. From the worldwide headquarters of Geeks and Beats magazine, this is a GNB News Update. So, GNB Mug Tour 2014 continues. Oh boy, who? Uh, Victor Biggio? Yep, Victor Biggio has uh, tweeted that he's uh, on his uh, way to take off. I can't quite see where he's headed through this photo that he's posted. Basically, if you go to geeksandbeats.com slash swag, you go to our swag store, you buy one of these miracle travel mugs of traveling, and then you do what all the cool kids are doing. Take a photo wherever you are with that travel mug, and you post it with the hashtag G, N, as in Norman, B, Mug Tour 2014. Victor has been doing it, a few others have been doing it, uh, and we've been seeing some really neat photos of people with action shots of their mugs all over the world. Action shots. Action shots. He recently was uh, at the, um, well, he was seeing Britney Spears with his (laughs) wife in Las Vegas. Uh, This one, though, as I say, is uh, all I can see here is that uh, the TSA has given him the green light to board his United flight with his G&B mug. That's very good. Now, we are coming up to the holiday season, and I cannot stress enough, and this is not just me shilling. These are the best travel mugs you can buy. I have mine. I value mine as the, you know, it's, it's my, my, if I don't have my G&B sippy cup in the morning with my coffee, I'm, I'm a miserable person and it will keep my coffee hot, not just warm, but hot for beyond two hours. Because sometimes I forget about my coffee because I get involved in something and I realize, oh, I've still got half a mug of coffee sitting there and it is just fine. So, I suggest to everyone that they purchase a Miracle Travel Mug of Traveling for their loved ones this holiday season. You will get some. Yes, nothing says love quite like a G&B mug under the Christmas tree come Christmas morning. Gabriel Cropley uh, got a head start on his Christmas. He got one as well. And he says first stop on his mugs tour is his coffee table. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good. Perfect. I want to throw one more thing in here. You do a very good job of editing and producing the program, but I think we could probably use some production. And I suggest maybe if there's someone out there who has musical ability, because I think we've established so far in this program that neither one of us has any true musical ability. <laughs> okay, Mr. Accordion. We could use some stingers. We could use some stagers. We could use some splitters. We could use, you know what? We should have a little Geeks and Beats update uh, jingle or something like that. What do you think I just played? And I spent 15 bucks buying that on iStock Photo. Well, that's the point. We need something a little bit more... You need something fresh. Personalized. Mm. So and I'm not just talking about people who to, to create something instrumental. I would like somebody who could sing. 
What? Yes, I would be kind of cool to have the Geeks and Beats chorus. Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying that you could have like a singing jingle saying, you know, geek, uh, Geeks and Beats update or 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 uh, something. We, we just All right. Listen, if you are a musician of any renown and don't mind working for free and you play something more than the accordion, it would be very cool if you could supply us for free with some uh, musical accompaniment, jingle, stagers, establishers, stingers, and zaps. Because there's nothing a musician likes to hear more than, hey, can you do it for free? Well, get used to it, because that's the... <laughs> we'll get to Taylor Swift later on. Uh, but that's the way things are going. Geeks and Beats update on the story we've been actively following here on the website, and that is the Elma Combo in Toronto. We knew that it was at the verge of going under. They had put the sign up for sale on eBay. I had found out through my uh, secret nefarious channels that that was nothing more than a, a digital cry for help. And now we know the man who has answered that cry is, um, well, Bay Street Raider Michael Weckerly. Mm -hmm. Do you know Michael Weckerly? He's the guy on Dragon's Den. He is. And I've had an opportunity to spend some time with, with Weck, as it were. He was in the newsroom the other day, and uh, he was there helping promote Wahlburgers. Oh, yes. Uh, the uh, Wall, um, yeah, the new hamburger joint. Exactly. You know, Marky Mark's got himself a, a, a joint. And so Marky Mark and, and Weckerly are walking my way. And I said to Weck, hey, you know, if I had known you'd hung out with uh, such cool guys, I'd have you on my show more often on BNN. And uh, I got a fist bump from Marky Mark. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So the CEO of Difference Capital uh, is, uh, again, the Dragon's Den guy, uh, and also the guy whose uh, Porsche 911 went up in flames at that gas station not too long ago. No, 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 no. It was not a 911. It was a 918 hybrid. Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. What's a hybrid doing at a gas station? Well, you still need gas for a hybrid. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this is a 918. Porsche is only going to make 918 of them. They're selling for upwards of a million dollars each. Well, they're now one more rare. Uh, yeah, because here's what I heard is that he was filling up his car and he pulled out the nozzle a little too quickly and some gas dripped on, I guess, the exhaust manifold or, or perhaps the, uh, the engine manifold and it caught on fire. So he panicked and ran to the thing that you use to clean your windshield and threw that on the fire. Of course, that's an alcohol-based liquid, and the whole thing went up in flames. If that's his story, let him stick to it. Well, that's fine. Um, but now he's he's actually opened up his wallet. Initially, apparently, he had decided he was going to go in uh, and get the sign itself and then ended up walking out with the entire joint. Did you get any financial details on this one? No, not as of uh, as of yet. But I was told that the Elmo needed uh, and this this venerable institution, music institution in downtown Toronto, needed about two point nine million dollars worth of cash injected into it. Half of it for upgrades, the other half just to get the mortgage off their back. Okay, so that was okay. So they got a couple of issues here. They've got uh, the the mortgage note. But then the, uh, and then other debt, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Well, and you know, this is a really old building. I mean, that building was made, uh, was constructed in 1850, at least 1850. Wasn't that the first year the Stones played there? Well, <laughs> yeah. Shortly before the Elma Combo hosted the Rolling Stones in 1977. 
Zing. It said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going back through some, some documents I have here. The current building was built in 1910. So it's over 100 years old. And I would imagine that, well, I haven't been to El Macombo for a very long time. And there were some people who have been there recently, and, and everything is on the main floor right now. And really, the, the El Macombo, the proper El Macombo, the one that everybody remembers as the greatest dive bar in all of Canada, is, was on the second floor. So there's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done here. And I don't know what I would do if, if I was weck with the place. Mm-hmm. You know, if, next time you see him, because, you know, he's, you're the BNN guy, yep. he... Um, What's he going to do with it? Meantime, Geeks and Beats update on a dirty deed that apparently wasn't done, let alone cheap. This uh, almost wrote itself. (laughs) What do you mean almost? Phil Rudd, uh, drummer for ACDC, allegedly went to somebody to ask to have a couple of guys offed. And we're not really sure what we were dealing with here, whether it would be concrete shoes, cyanide, TNT, neckties, or high voltage, or whatever. Um, but he, um, he's he been released. The whole thing has been just thrown out of court because of lack of evidence or lack of an ability for the Crown to press forward with charges. But what's rather interesting is that um, he, uh, ACDC's got an album coming out called Playball later on this uh, in December, I guess it is. And uh, there was a promo picture taken and released uh, a little while ago, and Phil Rudd was missing from the promo picture. Malcolm Young was missing. He's the guitarist who is suffering from the effects of dementia right now. But for some reason, Phil Rudd was not in that picture. And it makes me wonder, who is he having thinking about having murdered? Angus and, uh, and Brian Johnson? What's the punchline here? There is no punchline. The punchline is that uh, dirty deeds weren't done dirt cheap because there were no dirty deeds to be done. This story evolved over the course of like six hours. Yeah. They, he was arrested. He appeared in, in court, released on bail, and then somebody said, nah, never mind. And this was all in New Zealand. Oh, he is charged with possession of meth, possession of cannabis. Which is like standard fare for ACBC. Uh, yes, that's true. Hooked up to the Twitter machine? Us too. Go to geeksandbeats.com slash contact and click the follow button or search for us on Twitter. You'll make us feel loved. Get the links to the stories we're talking about and uncover the secrets of the universe. When you think fashion, you think geeks and beats. Fresh from the runways of Milan and Paris, it's the GNB Fall Jacket. Great for early morning runs or standing in line at Starbucks on your phone. Show your support for the big show with the only fall jacket you'll ever need. Go to geeksandbeats.com swag today. Got a question about music, love, that suspicious rash? Ask Alan anything. Call 323-319-NERD. Hi, this is Nadine, and this is a question for Alan on Ask Alan Anything. I have just been flipping channels, and I came across an old favorite, Mutt Music, and the new M3. And it leads me to the question, I don't really seem to be playing much of music videos, so I'm wondering, who's watching much music and M3, and in fact, any of the original uh, video channels? Thanks. Bye for now. 
Well, it's the same answer we can give for any music video channel. Uh, people are not watching TV to get music much anymore. These channels are all turning into lifestyle channels and documentary channels. There's no point in running videos when you got YouTube and you can find whatever video you want whenever you want it without having to wait for it. So, so is it their desperate attempt to remain relevant? Their desperate attempt to remain on the air and to manage to have any kind of audience. Again, MTV has gone through this situation, EVH1. But Canada has a very different rule when it comes to um, actually getting a license. You've got this thing called the promise of performance. How can you promise to perform when your whole reason for getting the license in the first place was so that you could, in fact, play music videos and now you're not playing music videos well if you go to much music and look they still have video flow hours and that's the hours that they play videos because they have to to fill their prom promise of performance same thing with uh with much more music they are, are still doing it they have applied to the crtc for amendments to their license so they don't have to do this anymore but so far the crtc has been loath to make changes like that and the music industry isn't really on their side because well another part of the promise of performance is that something called video fact where they had to put money into the production of music videos, the creation of music videos. Do they have to do that still? They still have to do that. Video facts still, still exists. And, and the reason that this, this happened was in exchange for much music having a monopoly on music video channels in Canada and therefore essentially making MTV illegal in Canada back in the day, they had to contribute a certain amount of money per year to help establish a domestic video production industry, which they did. And they're still having to pay into that. And uh, people are still making videos, but not a lot of people are seeing them anymore because A, nobody is sitting around in front of a TV waiting for their favorite video to come up anymore. And B, you can make videos really, really cheaply on your own using nothing more than an iPhone. So they're kind of caught and they're, they're being forced to, to uh, continue this, even though it is really doesn't make an awful lot of economic sense. Same thing with the much with the much music video awards. Uh, they they you know spent tremendous amount of money on this thing every year, but you know how many people are actually aware of the videos that they see? If you've got a question for Ask Al on anything, call three two three three nineteen nerd. So here I stand, and then again I say, I'm hoping we can make some wishes out of airplane. Can we pretend that airplane from the night sky like shooting stars? Southwest Airlines has uh, come up with a very unique way to distract you from the fact that you're squished in like a sardine. Yeah, Southwest is one of those low-cost airlines. I mean, they're a very good low-cost airline. But uh, there's really not a lot of in-flight entertainment uh, on, on, the, on the aircraft. The stewardess said... Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Doctor, I've checked everyone. Mr. Stryker's the only one. What flying experience have you had? Well, I flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. Of flying. Uh, however, what they've done is they've created a... a they, they do have Wi-Fi in a lot of their, their planes. And what they've done is cut a deal with Apple and Beats so that you can stream this Beats music, their, their music service, uh, while you're in the air, which is kind of cool. Uh, and you can do it for free. 
And uh, it does a couple of things. First of all, it gives you gives the passengers something to think about or something to distract them from the 31-inch seat pitch that they have. <laughs> the second thing it does is it may get people interested enough in Beats for them to sign up and to buy a uh, subscription. So it's kind of canny. I like it. Although, you know, I, I'm a bit... Okay, a bit of background. Years ago, I used to supply a couple of channels of in-flight audio entertainment to Air Canada. And I did it for years. But then they got a new in-flight entertainment system and they cut a deal with XM Satellite Radio and all the people that were hosting music shows on Air Canada were turfed. And that included me. So I lost all my Air Canada privileges. Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? No, no, no. I mean, we can't land for another two hours. Fog has closed down everything this side of the mountains. We've got to get through to Chicago. So I'm a little bit against outside ser services coming into aircraft and taking over. I do miss the opportunity to uh, play to a captive audience for up to 15 hours at a time. Uh, you know, I'll tell you a story. When I, when, when, when I, when I was supplying this stuff to Air Canada, I would have to do it uh, up to three months in advance. And I would know if I was taking a flight in three months. So what I would do is I would program that month's music for my tastes for my flight to wherever I was going to. That's hilarious. I swear to God, I did. That reminds me of the time I was on a, I think it was a WestJet flight. And uh, I had carried on a conversation with a guy uh, waiting to get on the flight. And then he ended up sitting in the seat in front of me mm -hmm. and ended up watching App Central <laughs> throughout the course of the flight. And I, I kept waiting for him to turn around and go, hey, aren't you that guy who I'm watching on TV right now? Well, that actually happened to me a couple of times. Uh, later on, I was on a TV show. I uh, created a TV show show called uh, Explore Music. Mm -hmm. And uh, much to my surprise, once I turned on to see, uh, you know, the Inflated Entertainment System, that they had the, the company, Ox TV, had actually sold uh, Explore Music to Air Canada, and it was part of the entertainment system. And there was, when I was getting off one flight, and the guy says, didn't I just see you on the back of the guy, the seat in front of me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, as far as Canadian famous people goes, I'm sort of almost famous. I get that, hey, you look familiar, and I don't know why look a lot. Yeah, I get that too, but uh, as long as I don't open my mouth. If I open my mouth, people know who I am. Sincerely, Truman's got this four rules to make Star Wars great again. It's an open letter to J.J. Abrams. Star Wars doesn't happen in the city. It doesn't happen in Parliament or in the library. It happens out here. Away from civilization. Amidst smugglers and bounty hunters, Star Wars is a Western. And it's set in the frontier. Star Wars beauty isn't clean. It isn't new. It's dirty, gritty, a secondhand world. The beauty of the frontier. We don't always need an explanation. The greatest power of the Force 
is the sense of magic that comes from the unknown. Walk into the wrong bar, lose your arm. Don't pay your debts, end up in carbonite. The frontier is a dangerous place. It's never cute or silly. It's not child-proofed. It's freaking Star Wars. And Han always shoots first. J.J. Abrams uh, tweeted uh, recently the new title for the upcoming Star Wars flick, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Yeah. And the internet lost its shit. This is the same guy who came up with uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. You know, so The Force Awakens really... Yeah. The, the internet had a great day, uh, time with this. Matt Koff uh, tweeted back, Star Wars 8. The Force calls in sick and watches Netflix on its <laughs> laptop all day. <laughs> Star Wars 7. How Jar Jar got his groove back. <laughs> and my favorite, Kyle Henderson, uh, whose Twitter handle is Functional Nerd, tweets, Star Wars. The Force hasn't adjusted to daylight savings time yet. <laughs> See, I'm not a Star Wars person. I will wait till it comes out on Netflix. Uh, before I see this new version, I have just no. And and as, I like J.J. Abrams, but I think having him in charge of both Star Wars and Star Trek at the same time is a bad idea. It's a great idea. And what I love about J.J. Abrams is that the man is willing to forego that George Lucas CGI crap. He's actually building physical X-Wing fighters and the Millennium Falcon. He's built a life-size replica of the thing. Any guy who's willing to do it the old-fashioned way has got my ticket in my book. All right, fine. I, I'm still not going to see it. Oh, I've wasted my life. Catch all new episodes of Geeks and Beats Wednesdays on iTunes. And watch for Geeks and Beats magazine on a newsstand near you. To be part of next week's show, call area code 323-319-NERD. Follow the stories on Twitter, Facebook, and get your dose of Geeks and Beats anytime at geeksandbeats.com. The Geeks and Beats podcast would like to thank the National Science Foundation.